Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Stomach discomforts are common, especially if one has just taken a heavy meal or eaten spicy food. This could be made worse if that person has also consumed fizzy drinks or maybe even very tart desserts. But what if the pain is not mere indigestion and that goes away, but is something a little bit more serious? Today on Health Suites, I speak to Dr. Ruben Wong, gastroenterologist, Glen Eagles Hospital, about gastritis, the symptoms to look out for, the available forms of treatment, and the potential complications that could arise from the condition. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks it, for you having know, me on, Clarissa. It is absolutely my pleasure. One of the first things that uh, we should delve into is everybody at some point has said, oh, I have gastric pains. So what do you think that actually means? What are they actually referring to? Right. So just to clarify a bit of terminology, the Mm -hmm. word gastric basically means stomach. Mm -hmm. So very often we hear people saying, oh, I've got gastric, I've got gastric. What they really mean is I've got pain in the gastric region. Mm -hmm. And the question is that do they have gastritis? Itis meaning inflammation. Mm -hmm. Gastric means stomach. So do they have an inflammation of the stomach? So that's what needs to be answered when somebody presents with pain in the upper part of the abdomen, what is known as the gastric region. So it could just be very bad hunger pangs. Absolutely. So what happens is that patients often come to us and they say, I've got pain, doc. Mm -hmm. Something's going on there. What we then need to do is to tease out what's the nature of the pain. Does this happen when you're fasting or when you've just not been eating? Mm -hmm. Or does this happen after a meal? Mm -hmm. Big ramifications there on the underlying possible diagnosis. And are there alarm symptoms? Do you have dark stools, which might be indicative of altered blood in your stool? Mm -hmm. If you threw up, was there blood in your vomitus? Now, Mm -hmm. that are what you call alarm symptoms and point potentially to something maybe a little bit more than gastritis. For example, potentially gastric ulcers. Right. Mm. Okay, so let's first of all eliminate some of the things that people assume is gastritis or gastric in their minds and let's sort of talk about the symptoms of gastritis. First of all, pains in the abdominal area doesn't necessarily mean gastritis. It could just be hunger pains, wind, whatever you call it. Oh, big time. Um, I'm a living example of that. I had <laughs> epigastric pain, gastric region, years ago when I was a young medical officer. Mm-hmm. Pain didn't go away. Gradually, it moved down the abdomen to the lower right side mm-hmm. and it turned out that I had appendicitis. Really? So absolutely nothing to do with Nothing to do with your the gastric region? Nope, not at all. So that's what makes medicine fascinating. Right. It's the way how symptoms are evaluated and mm-hmm. what we make out of it as physicians. Okay, so what is... One of the best ways to make sure you never develop gastritis. (laughs) Okay, it comes down to the question of what is the possible cause of gastritis. Mm -hmm. And it's a fascinating area. First of all, gastritis can be caused by infections, believe it or not. So there's this bacteria called Helicobacter pylori. Mm -hmm. So it's not like food poisoning, where you've got viruses or bacteria that make you chuck up vomiting, diarrhea, high Mm -hmm. fever. This bacteria goes in and it burrows its way into the, the lining of the stomach and it stays there believe it or not, for years, gradually creating an inflammation or creating gastritis, inflammation of the stomach, and ultimately potentially causing ulcers and potentially cancer. So it can be caused by an infection, Helicobacter pylori. Mm -hmm. Number two, we know that gastritis can be caused by chemicals. What I mean by that? So if we have seen alcoholic gastritis Mm -hmm. from people who literally binge drink, 
Okay. So this is not your occasional glass of Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. but somebody who just goes out and has five and has shots. has a case of it. <laughs> has a case of Pinot Noir. <laughs> My gosh, bottles of whiskey, what not have you got? Single malts. No. But basically, it's drinking to excess. Right. And what that does is that it causes an acute inflammation. If mm-hmm. we pop an endoscope in, you can see it. Third is that it could be due to irregular meals. Or a bit of old wives' tales, but it's true. If you don't eat regularly, what happens is that that buffering capacity of the food to your acid mm-hmm. is lost. Okay. And therefore, the acid has a chance to go through what you call by the mucus layer mm. and then get to the stomach lining. And hey, presto, there you go. Inflammation, gastritis. Okay. Now, there's gastritis and, and you brought it up. You touched on it very, very, very quickly. Ulcers. Gastric yes. ulcers. Yes. Which is worse. Right. So the simple way to think about it is that you've got the lining of the stomach. Think of it like a wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got a wall there. And then the wall starts to get damaged. So you start to chip away at the wall a little bit and it gets all rough. So that's inflammation. Now you've got gastritis. Okay. What happens if you start to dig at the wall and you've got a hole in the wall? That is now an ulcer. So now you've got a gastric ulcer. So an ulcer doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't go pop there. What happens is that very often it starts as a gastritis and then that inflammation becomes so bad and so significant that it goes right through. Now, the only caveat to that and the exception is gastric cancer. Now, that's mm-hmm. a little bit different. That's because the cancer cells which then chew their way through. So there are, there are different stages if you don't deal with your gastritis it will just progressively get worse. Ah, not quite. So there not is quite. a potential for it to get worse. Potential. But not always. So in the same way how people get really worried, oh no, I've got, for example, helicobacter pylori infection. Does it equal cancer? No. Statistically, the number of people who progress on are low. But if you know there's a risk of it going on, mm-hmm. why do you want to let it happen? Now, we've touched on symptoms. Should we know more? Certainly, everyone should. <laughs> okay. Hit me. Okay. So, once if you have the symptoms, so it doesn't mean that every little tummy ache, you go running to your doctor. It mm. could be, as you say, indigestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've overdone the sashimi a little bit, an mm-hmm. omakase dinner, whatever have you got. But if it doesn't pass, if it persists on this gnawing gastric pain, in, pain in Whether upper Whether or not abdomen, you eat. Exactly. Uh, or... Worse still, there are alarm symptoms like what I pointed out earlier. Weight loss, if you've got blood, whether it be altered blood in your stools or throwing mm. up blood, then you really should see a doctor. So okay. the doctor will take a history, will do a physical exam and may then suggest investigations to go a step further. Now, what investigations? These range from, number one, find out whether you have a bacterial infection or not. And you could do a breath test for that. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, if you use something to drink, it then gets digested by the bacteria and you can measure in your breath whether you have this bacteria, Helicobacter pylori. But to really see whether there is an ulcer or this inflammation, we need to do an endoscopy. Now, this is where we put a little tube with a camera at the tip. So it's, technology has really, really moved on, Clarissa. What happens is that we can drive it, the two steering wheels on the controls, and we mm-hmm. drive it right down into the stomach, allows us to see real time. So it goes down the throat. Definition. Down the throat. Yeah. So not the most comfortable. That's why you get sedated for it. Mm-hmm. It allows us to see what the lining looks like. allows us to see whether there are ulcers. And allows us to take biopsies to confirm the inflammation under a microscope or to confirm whether there's something bigger like cancer and so on and so forth. Okay, now I have had the pleasure of, of this... <laughs> scope experience that you talk about. What was it like? Uh, It was fine because I I was sedated, but it wasn't so fine when I had to try to cough it up. Whatever it was that my my throat felt very, very uncomfortable. (laughs) For days after that, I might add. And that, but the thing is, what they did discover was I did have ulcers. Oh, oh wow! Um, and they they dealt with it, but 
it was my own fault, which is why this is a very interesting conversation. Mm. Because I skipped meals on an empty stomach. I would be drinking lime juice and, you know. <laughs> all the good stuff. All the good stuff. All I mean, stuff, it, yes. it's like I remember my, my doctor was very old. He must be retired now. Um, he was actually my, my parents' doctor. And he just basically went. And then I had the litany of nagging for about 30 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, a lot of the time we bring it on ourselves. Would that be an, a lot of the time? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, you are right. So I am an example of that. Mm-hmm. I get gastric pains. Okay. I have have had upper gut endoscopy, so gastroscopy. That's mm-hmm. the correct terminology done um, a couple of times and one fairly recently as well because of that and mm-hmm. yes I do so have you skip meals yes I do skip meals a good example is when I was up I think I was up at some unholy hour doctor last night heal yourself <laughs> so to all of you listening out there that's a take home message we are all guilty of it Clarissa sure. is I am very often there are priorities in life which we think take greater precedence mm-hmm. It's all about regulating it. Make sure you get regular meals. Right. Um, I get some people who say, you know, I, I don't eat whole day and I save up and right at the end of the day, I hit myself with a humongous dinner. Which is terrible for Doesn't you. Doesn't work that way. Absolutely. Because you need to have the buffering capacity of mm-hmm. food. So eat regularly. Eat healthily. There's a lot to be said about the old wives' tale idea about having good regular meals. Sure. So yes, that causes... Number two, stress can actually cause ulcers. Now, a lot of people don't quite believe it. And for a long time, it was taught to be hocus-pocus. Mm-hmm. But there's a condition which we see among very ill patients in intensive care unit called Cushing's ulcers. Okay. Whereby under great stress because of the release of stress hormones into the bloodstream, deprivation of nutrition, the lining of the stomach actually breaks down and you actually get small little ulcers that form. Mm-hmm. So that actually, if you take it, ratchet it down a few notches, you can imagine that potentially stress could be a trigger for gastritis as well. Well, stress is a trigger for many things. So why it not is. gastritis? Absolutely. There you go. Irritable oh, bowel syndrome as well. You know, everything. I mean, you know, yeah. we, we had a doctor in here talking about stress yesterday and the reality of the situation is if we cured our stress and managed our stress levels, we would be a lot healthier on so many levels. And happier. I'm and mad. happier. And happier. Absolutely, and happier. We are speaking to Dr. Ruben Wong, gastroenterologist, Glen Eagles Hospital, about gastritis, the symptoms, the forms of treatment, and the complications potentially arising from the condition. First, let's talk about treatment. I actually underwent, because I was very young, and I, mm-hmm. I mentioned this before the microphones came on, I was very young when I was diagnosed with ulcers. They used me... Uh, for a trial new drug that Ooh. was was being tested wow. in the US, which I, I don't, you know, never mind. But it worked. I right. have to say it was ridiculously expensive. My parents were like, <laughs> should we just do this or the or the, the usual the stuff? The regular stuff, okay. But, but because I was so young, I was a teenager, they thought, oh, well, maybe we can kick it now and she doesn't have to worry about it for the rest of her life, which um, they were wrong. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I was lucky, but what is the normal treatment for gastritis? So that's an excellent question. You can treat only if you know what is it that you're mm-hmm. treating. So this is where it gets down to the basics. What is the etiology or the cause of the gastritis? So if this is very mild gastritis because of irregular meals, then the treatment is not medication, mm-hmm. paradoxically. It's actually lifestyle changes, eating more regularly. Now, we can't always do that. So no. once in a while, we do get an odd pang and twinge of epigastric discomfort. Sure. Then you can reach for something simple like an antacid to neutralize right. the acids. Those taste like chalk. Yes, the chalky stuff. Exactly. So the idea is that it's a calcium 
it is a carbonate basing, calcium carbonate, mm-hmm. neutralizes the hydrochloric acid in the stomach. Number two, if there's an underlying cause, like a bacteria, Helicobacter pylori, then you need to kill the bacteria. Logical, right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of the cause, it gets better. So this would be a cause of antibiotics, usually for two weeks, multiple antibiotics. Get rid of the bacteria. And if the cause that's causing all this inflammation is gone, theoretically shouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. Third is if there really is established gastritis that is there on endoscopy, so this is why the endoscope becomes important, right. or if there's an ulcer, then you actually require acid suppressants mm-hmm. to reduce the acidity so that the stomach lining is given a chance to heal. Right. So, for example, if you've got a wound, you scratch mm-hmm. yourself up and you go dip it in seawater, ouch, it hurts. Right. So what you want to do is to remove the, and the causticity of the acid. Right. So that the stomach has a lining, has a chance to heal its lining again. Sure. And those will be things like proton pump inhibitors. So these are common names that your listeners may hear about. H2 receptor antagonists. And nowadays, there are newer drugs called potassium competitive acid binders. Basically, mm-hmm. these are big drug groups that act to lower the acidity. However, these are not to be used all the time long term. The idea is you heal the gastritis and we move on. Sounds like something that I was on. I know that I could only take it for something like two or three weeks and then I had to right. get off it. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. So there are a lot of people who are on it long term, but unless there are good grounds to keep them on the medication mm-hmm. long term. I mean, the idea is focus, personalized therapy. Okay. Now, here's an interesting question, and, and it also shows my naivety, maybe, or my stupidity, because I'm not a doctor. No, no. <laughs> if you have, um, the, you said it was a virus. Bacteria. Bacteria in, in your stomach. Yes. Then that causes gastritis. Yes. W- when we have some kind of a bacterial infection at some point, and we're taking very strong antibiotics, like I have a, for example, I have a bad throat infection, that antibiotic doesn't do anything for what's going on in my belly? Very good question. That's why I said there's no such thing as a stupid question. So that's a very good one. So what happens is that this particular bacteria isn't easily killed. Okay. So it actually requires a combination of at least two antibiotics working synergistically together to eradicate it. Be that as it may, okay, there are a lot of people where after we put the scope in for some other reason and we find a certain cell changes, uh, very often the leases to suspect that they probably had Helicobacter pylori in the past, mm-hmm. but they probably had antibiotics given for some other reason and fortuitously it's been eradicated. I see. Mm. So it is possible. It is, But absolutely. accidental because you weren't targeted Correct. the treatment at that. Okay. Yes. Now, let's talk about a worsening situation before I let you go. If you treat it as gastritis, but it doesn't go away, it gets worse, you develop ulcers, how bad can it get? Okay, so the worst case scenario of gastritis progressing is that it goes on and that that wall that I talk about, the wall Mm -hmm. analogy gets chipped away and finally you get a hole in it and the hole then grows big and hits a water pipe underneath, a blood vessel. Right. And then you can actually get a bleed, so you get a bleeding ulcer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the inflammation and all that has been going along, especially this helicobacter pylori in the background causes the lining of the wall to start to become rotten. It becomes cancerous. Then you end up with gastric cancer. So those are your worst case scenarios. I think in this day and age of medical accessibility and early diagnostics, gone are the days where you actually see full-blown perforated ulcers. That means Mm -hmm. the wall got just gone, whoops, right through into the abdominal cavity. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't happen that often anymore, but that would be the worst case. All right. Yeah, a true and true hope. So we don't have to worry about that and septicemia and all those wonderful, awful things. No, hopefully never. (laughs) (laughs) At least not not locally. But the bottom line and the take-home message is that if you have gastric pain Mm -hmm. that is going on that's persisting, 
And if you have alarm symptoms, do seek medical attention. For when? If it persists. So if you're going to ask for exact timeline, there are good guidelines out there mm-hmm. that says that see your doctor. If your doctor has tried an acid suppressant, those that I listed earlier, mm-hmm. for four weeks and it doesn't get better, then it's time to be investigated further. Okay, so if you're getting gastric pains and you're taking the antacids and it doesn't get better, it doesn't alleviate it, it, do- it doesn't go away, mm-hmm. yeah. come see you. Yes, see your doctor who might then refer you on to a specialist, a gastroenterologist to be evaluated. Thank you so much, Dr. Ruben Wong, gastroenterologist, Glen Eagles Hospital, for coming in and talking to us about gastritis on Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. My pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.